welcome everybody to this week's edition of Outside the Shoe. I'm Jeff Hammersley, your host, and we talk about sports that are not Ohio State football or men's basketball. Last week we talked about a, quite a few sports actually, baseball, softball, men's lacrosse, and touched on synchronized swimming's national championship and men's volleyball as they closed out their regular season at St. John Arena for the final time. This week though, we're going to keep the structure mostly the same, three main sports, baseball, softball, and men's lacrosse. Uh, let's get things started with baseball. And some news uh, coming out of Ohio State for this upcoming series with Michigan. Originally how this was going to go was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, Ohio State versus Michigan at Bill Davis Stadium. Uh, BTN Plus carrying all the games. Saturday, uh, to get into the game, if you purchase a spring game ticket for the Ohio State football scrimmage, you got into the Saturday game for a dollar. Things have kind of changed a little bit, not in the sense from that perspective of with the tickets, but with the scheduling for the weekend. The series is still going to be set for to begin on Friday at 6.35 first pitch. However, Saturday will be a doubleheader due to predicted weather, according to Ohio State's baseball's Twitter. And the doubleheader will be on Saturday starting at 2.05. So, with that being said, there is no Sunday game. They're going to the Sunday game to be the second part of a doubleheader on Saturday. And with that, let's take a look at what these two teams will be bringing to the mound uh, for this series projected. This is before the scheduling change uh, on the mound on Friday. Uh, Michigan's Tommy Henry on the mound, the left-handed pitcher, going up against freshman Garrett Burhen of Ohio State. Burhen's 4-1 on the season. On Saturday, Michigan will be taking... Carl Kaufman to the mound as Seth Lonsway, who is 4-3 for the Buckeyes, will be pitching for OSU. He has 57 strikeouts on the season. And then on Sunday, Michigan's bringing Jeff Criswell against Griffin Smith. Griffin Smith, 3-1. Criswell, 2-1. So a very good pitching duel coming up on these three games. Hopefully that the pitching does not change all that much as we go into the doubleheader on Saturday. But for Ohio State on the year 18 and 16, earlier this week, they took down Dayton on the 10th of April, Wednesday, 4-2 at home at Bill Davis Stadium. Only had five hits to Dayton's eight, but they had twice as many runs. But Dayton, the Flyers had the lead entering the sixth inning, but the Buckeyes tied it up at 2-2. They had two runs in the eighth to win the game. Ohio State only had five runners left stranded on base compared to Dayton's 10. That's an improvement from the week before for the Buckeyes when they had that series with Rutgers to begin Big Ten play. But for Ohio State, wins are great. And in this case, Jake Vance, who pitched starting in the fifth inning, enough to get the win. He was credited with the win his third on the season, he now is 3-2 and two overall. Andrew Magnu pitched in the ninth inning for one inning total of work. He gets to save his fifth. And for Ohio State, the storyline, three RBIs coming across. The bats of Brady Cherry, Connor Pohl, and Dylan Dingler. And that got Ohio State their 18th win of the season. Not a Big Ten win, as the Flyers are not in the conference. But Ohio State is 2-4 and four against conference foes. 8-6 and six at home. Michigan, however, on the other hand, slightly better. They're a top 25 team coming at, at number 24. They are 7-6 and six on the road, but they're 23-9 and nine overall and only have one loss and five tries in Big Ten play. And taking a look at some of the stats for Ohio State, quite a few members can swing the bat at a 300 clip. 
Uh, Rich Wyden leading the group at 366. Hasn't hit any home runs, but definitely can get onto the base with his swinging ability. Brady Cherry not too far behind him at 336. However, Cherry eight home runs with him and Dominic Canzone very much in the home run chase leading the team Canzone uh, with seven listed on the stat chart here underneath Cherry as well in batting average. He's batting 331. But Ohio State also, when we, to win games, you have to drive people home. And Brady Cherry leads that group with 30 RBIs on the season. But he's not the only one that can do that. Four other Buckeyes also hitting the, the 15 RBI threshold as the Buckeyes pursue their 19th win of the season. Brent Totis has 15. Zach DeZenzo has 22. Connor Pohl has 21. And Dominic Canzone, uh, second most on the team with 23. So the Buckeyes definitely bats can be swung, RBIs can be scored, and they will definitely need that this weekend against the Big Ten's top team in Michigan. And just to go over the schedule once again for how this three-game series will go, Friday, April 12th, first pitch will be at 6.35 p.m. Eastern. If you're in the Columbus listening area, you can listen to the game on AM 1460 ESPN. If you're trying to catch the video stream or maybe catch it on TV, BTN Plus will have that game. Once again, Bill Davis Stadium is where these three games will be taking place. Saturday will be the doubleheader, April 13th. First pitch is slated for 2.05 p.m. Once again, AM 1460 ESPN is your radio coverage for the game. BTN Plus is still scheduled to carry the game uh, for the video content and the doubleheader second game will be following right after that. So for the Buckeyes, 18-16 and 16 on the year, looking for their 19th, 20th, and potentially 21st wins on this very young season as they take on the Michigan Wolverines this weekend. And now, let's transition to softball. And just like the baseball team, the Ohio State softball team is hosting Michigan this weekend. And just like baseball, the schedule has kind of shifted a little bit as well. This was supposed to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday three-game series. That has now changed a little bit. It will be a doubleheader on Saturday. There will be no game on Sunday with predicted weather causing some issues. So with that being said, this is the new schedule lineup. Uh, just if you want to watch the game or even attend the game Friday, a 6 p.m. projected start time. ESPNU will be carrying the game. Then on Saturday, 2 p.m. start time, BTN to go will cover it. Then after that, projected 4 p.m. for the doubleheader. Once again, BTN to go will cover that game as well. So all three games will be at Buckeye Field in Columbus, Ohio. Michigan, depending upon what you're looking at their ranking, they are either 21st or 18 in overall in the country. Ohio State is not ranked, but they are receiving votes after splitting a series against Penn State earlier in the week. And that second game against Penn State, the Buckeyes ended this one early. Five innings is all it took, a 12-1 victory. A season-high 18 hits came across for Ohio State. They batted as a team 529 in that second game. Ohio State did very well in uh, situations at the plate. 8 for four, four 14, excuse me, a 571 average with two outs. 7 for 16 clip, a 438 batting percentage with runners in scoring position. And Ohio State leading off those five innings, each leadoff inning, they were 5-for-5. Five five. Overall for the Buckeyes, this series was very good. Nikki Carver, one of the standouts, a 625 average, five hits, a trio of RBIs, two runs. Lily Piper, a 778 batting average, 
with seven hits being tallied, two RBIs, and one run. And on the mound, Lauren Rice, the five innings in that second game, enough to get the win, giving up six hits and one total run. Couple walks, couple strikeouts, but no difference there. She gets the victory, her 14th on the year. She's now 14-2. and two. But with all that being aside now, that was in the past. Now we look ahead to Michigan, where Ohio State, a very big game, on tap on Friday. Michigan is 27-10 and 10 on the season, tied for first place in the Big Ten with a 9-0 mark. Last weekend, they swept Indiana. The team in total, 31 home runs on a 301 batting average. Lexi Blair is one of the leaders on the team, batting 392, 47 hits to get to that average, and she's brought home 32 runners and has come home 26 times uh, to pace the Wolverines, helping the offensive juggernaut that they are. And in the circle, Megan Bobian, a 16-3 and record so far, has pitched 128 and two-thirds innings of work, a 169 ERA, and has struck out 139 batters in total. Michigan's pitching staff on the season is 19th nationally. That's a 1.97 ERA to get there. Ohio State is slightly better, though. They are 16th nationally with a combined 1.89 ERA. So in the circle, it's going to be a battle, and the first game of the series is going to be very important. Either way, if Ohio State can get that win, they can take that momentum into Saturday. And just to let you know once again, Buckeye softball is free to the general public. And if you're going to be on campus for the spring game on Saturday, it might be worth going over and watching softball afterwards. It'll be a jam-packed day of Ohio State athletics. The spring game is a noon start time. Softball is a 2 o'clock, and the doubleheader potentially at 4 o'clock coming after that. But with all that being said, softball 24-12 and 12 overall, three games this weekend with Michigan, and once again, Friday's game is set for 6 o'clock on ESPNU. Saturday's game will be at 2 p.m., part of a doubleheader with the second game coming right after that. Both of those games will be on BTN Plus, BTN to go. And now, let's transition over to men's lacrosse. On the season, Ohio State's men's lacrosse team is 7-2 and two overall, but both of those losses coming in their last two games over the weekend. They lost to Penn State, the number one team in the country, 13-8 the week prior, a 14-6 loss at home to Rutgers. And all these losses come off the heels of a major road win at number 11 Notre Dame back on the next-to-last week of March. But with Ohio State, a big game looming with Johns Hopkins this week. Let's bring in our resident men's lacrosse expert from Land Grant Holy Land, Meredith Heim, to tell us more. Thanks so much. Yeah, Ohio State did stumble last week. We knew that it was going to be a struggle as they headed into Big Ten play. The Big Ten is the toughest conference in the nation when it comes to men's lacrosse. Um, but there are some positives. Once again, Trey LeClaire showed what he's got. He had a game-high four goals. Uh, for the Buckeyes, um, while uh, Jackson Reed, Jack Jasinski, Jack Myers, and Lucas Buckley all added a goal of their own. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't enough to overcome Penn State. Um, Penn State was able to uh, jump out to a quick 2-0 lead in the first quarter. Um, and frankly, the Buckeyes weren't able to quite come back from that. Yeah, absolutely, Meredith. Ohio State, after getting into that 2-0 deficit, able to rally two goals from LeClaire to tie it up, but they never led in this game. The best they could do was be, make it even at 2-2, but Penn State charged that to a 3-2 lead. 
into the first quarter, though, 3-3. So there, at times, seemed like there was a chance. But Penn State threw together three straight goals in the second period. Uh, O'Keefe, the big factor there for Penn State. And the Nittany Lions really cruised from there and route to that 13-8 victory. But for Ohio State, something good that came out of that loss to the Nittany Lions was that Ohio State had some decent shots on goal. They had 12 shots in the first period, and they led the shot margin in two of the four quarters and tying the Nittany Lions in the fourth with seven. But they outshot Penn State 37-26. to They didn't get the goals, though, but that's going to be important heading into this week's game. A big contest on tap. The number 15 Johns Hopkins Blue Jays will be who the Ohio State Buckeyes will be having to face in Baltimore. The Blue Jays are 6-4 on the year, coming off a big 15-13 win over Rutgers last weekend. Rutgers defeated Ohio State in Columbus uh, just a couple weeks ago. But... What the Blue Jays bring to the table is some experience, especially at the head coaching position. Dave Petramala, 19 years at the helm of the program, a couple national titles, six final fours. And going back to you, Meredith, Ohio State is trending in the wrong direction. They've lost their first two Big Ten games. Johns Hopkins is 2-0 in Big Ten play. But how big is this for the Buckeyes? They're still a top 10 team, but is this a must-win game in a way? Absolutely. And realistically, um, Ohio State needs to win this weekend. But if we're looking at Johns Hopkins overall in a conference schedule, they have to close out at Penn State and at Maryland this year. Those are the two toughest teams in the Big Ten. Um, So realistically, Johns Hopkins is looking at this as a must win for them as well. And that's a great point there, Meredith. Dave Petramala in his 19th year at the helm of the program. He's got a pair of national titles, six Final Four trips with the Blue Jays. But with that experience... And with getting this game at home for the Blue Jays, this could be a very big upset win for them. And that combination of coaching experience and getting the game at home, is this a problem for the Buckeyes? Um, It's going to be a big problem, especially, uh, like I said, as Ohio State hasn't quite been able to get uh, their legs under them in Big Ten play. And as we saw last week, has struggled on the road. Um, again, the bright spot, uh, is going to have to be Trey LeClaire. Not only does he lead his team, uh, he is 10th in the nation, uh, in goals per game with 3.2, um, on average. Yeah, Meredith, I think you hit the nail on the head. Trey LeClaire is by far the leading scorer and one of the most important pieces to this Ohio State offense. Already through the nine games, he has 29 goals. And when he adds two assists, that's 31 total points. No other Buckeye has 30 points nor do any other have at least 20 goals. Jack Jasinski, second on the team with 18 goals. He has nine assists, but only 27 points. Looking at what Johns Hopkins brings to the table, they have their own version of Trey LeClaire. And freshman Joey Epstein, he's leading the team, 28 goals, 13 assists, a total of 41 points. That's slightly more than what LeClaire has. And to wrap up with you, Meredith, what are some predictions you have this weekend? Uh, from Johns Hopkins or for Ohio State as these two teams do battle in Baltimore? Unfortunately, I'm not sure that Ohio State has enough to quite overcome Johns Hopkins. You mentioned Joey Epstein and his ability to really dominate a game. Um, I think that Ohio State's going to have to do a lot to be able to overcome that. I'm thinking Johns Hopkins and the Blue Jays are going to come out with a win at home this weekend. And once again, Meredith Heim with her preview of Ohio State Johns Hopkins. This Sunday, the Buckeyes, who are number 8, Johns Hopkins, come in as number 15. Both teams doing battle in Baltimore. 
Start time noon this Sunday with the game on ESPNU. And with that, that concludes our second episode of Outside the Shoe. I'm Jeff Hammersley, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. 